This is the Prayer Culture Podcast, where we talk about building prayer into the lives of Bible-centric churches and individuals. I'm your host, Michael Green. I have a background in missions to the Islamic world, as well as being the founding member of Puremore, a ministry that is dedicated to developing a deep culture of prayer within local churches and communities. My co-host, Patrick Rowe, is a board member of Puremore, as well as being a longtime church planner in the greater Houston area and Thailand. This is the Prayer Culture Podcast. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. So today we have a very special interview with uh, my son, Jason. He is 13 and he just has a love for the Lord, a desire to really share uh, Jesus with uh, the people in his school. He's in Tomball Junior High right now. And uh, so that's just a big part of his heart and seeking the Lord's face is a big part of who he is. And so I wanted to have him on to talk about being a teenager and and how your prayer life looks like when you're a teenager. So really the first question, Jason, is as a teenager, how do you feel about prayer in your own life? Hey, it's great to be here. Um, Well, prayer in my own life, I feel is very important for um, strengthening my relationship with God. And I'm sure that's how most people feel. Like in any way, you want to be able to get closer with him. And the biggest way to do that is through prayer. Cool. Do you have uh, an experience where it's like, this is where I've had experience, you know, and I felt like prayer drew, drew me closer to God? Well, not necessarily, but I'm trying to find how I can get closer with him like that. And I'm sure it's, it's very important for and needed for kids my age in this time because like we need to be closer with God and because we're teenagers. Yeah. Do you feel like as a, you know, you're a teenager, you're going through junior high and, and everything. There's a lot of pressure to be kind of a certain way. Extremely. Um, Extremely. Yeah. Is it cool to be a Christian to pray or not really? Kind of goes either way. In school, I found that you can say you're a Christian and people won't mind really. But if you start like trying to share it, I don't know if kids will mind. It depends on the person. But um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's kind of like this. Like, sure, you can say you're a Christian. But you can say you're a Christian, but no one will care, really. Yeah. So if you act like it, what do you think will happen? <laughs> um, I've been pretty shy and I'm an introvert. So I, I feel like I can't really do that around kids in school or else I'm going to be shown that I can't be around kids. But I need to know that for my faith, I'm going to have to stand alone t- at times. Yeah. Is that scary? Very. Yeah. (laughs) So, and that's why you need prayer in your life because you need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to be able to get over that fear, right? Mm -hmm. And be able to, you know, you you have to have that closeness with God. So you say you you think prayer is important. One thing I've always noticed with you is when you pray, you like seem to really care about what you're saying to God. You're not just kind of saying whatever, it's easy. And, you know, I think when I was younger, I think when I was your age, when I prayed, I was kind of like, God, please bless this day. Thank you for being good. 
amen. And that's about it. Like I, I wasn't very intentional about my words, yeah. but you've always seemed to be pretty intentional. Well, I want to make sure that I'm not just saying whatever, like this is something I'm saying to the person who created me. How can I express that just by saying whatever? That's a good point. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, wow. That's so good. Lord, give me more faith. <laughs> like, uh, like Jason here. So in terms of emotional engagement with the Lord, do you feel like in your, you're, you're a teenager now, do you feel like it's difficult to get emotional with God? Do you think it's pretty easy? Like, how do you feel about getting emotional with him? At times, there are times where I feel like, yeah, I can just do this. And then, well, sometimes I feel like I can't really get emotional. I close up a little bit, get tense. There are other times, like most of it is I'm just, I want to talk to him and I want to say what I think would help in this in this situation but there are times when I can get really emotional sometimes yeah do you ever feel like you can't share everything like even the raw kind of like stuff with God yeah yeah there are times when I've felt like that okay so as an adult who's in your life, I want to know how I can help. And I think for other adults with teenagers in their lives, whether it's their kids or people there, you know, their kids, friends or whatever, we want to know how we can encourage you to connect more deeply with God. Do you have any ideas? Just more prayer for me and for my walk with him, please. It's been very tough. I just need more ways to find him. Mm, okay. So more prayer. That's really good. That's actually, that's one thing that we stop praying a lot because we don't really think it's that effective. It's like, I'm just sitting here and talking. That's about it. Yeah. And it gets hard for me to be intentional with my walk with God. Most of the time, like I can't read my Bible every single day or I forget about it. And that's something I really need to work on. So, yeah. So you want it. And so as parents and as adults, we can pray for our teenagers more. Definitely. And that makes a big difference. What about example? How could we be more of an example? Like what's like some practical things you think that we as adults could do to be more of an example? Nowadays, I mean, I'm, I'm sure most parents do this already, but I just want to re-encourage just be there for them when they need you, like, and help them through those hard times. Mm, be there. Especially nowadays, because we see like... As a family, us, that we can see that most kids in school, you can tell they're not being, their parents are not doing right. Like they need more intentional walk with them, like help them. Mm. So be intentional in their lives. Yeah. And pray with them more. Like yeah. Spend time praying with them. Praying with them more. Yeah. That's really good. So... Uh, one other thing that we had kind of mentioned, I think we had said something about living out your Christianity, but in terms of prayer specifically, let's say you're at school and you want to pray before a meal or something. Is it hard to pray in front of your friends? Very. Like I forget to, or if I want to pray, I have to do it in my head is how I feel because I feel like that they're just going to give me weird looks or something if I start doing that. Mm. And I feel like oh no, what am I going to do? I'm going to be closed off. So. Okay. Is that why you think it, it, is that the reason why you think it's scary is because of the reaction? Yeah. I'm scared of what they're going to think of me. Yeah. So in that time, how do you think you can get 
past that? Because you did say something about like, we'll have to stand out at some point, right? Very, yeah. So that's what standing out is, is saying, you know what? I'm going to pray anyway. Yeah. Right? It's what I want in my head or what you want in your head, but then you're like, oh no, I can't. So, yeah. Jason, you know the Lord. You've been baptized. You 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 are a believer. Mm-hmm. And you have the spirit of God in you. So that's the spirit of God saying, come on, you got this. You can mm-hmm. do this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and so the spirit of God's in you. He's, he's prompting you to do it, but it's just really hard. So what I'm taking away from this is parents pray more into it for your kids. Be an example. And one thing I try to do with you and your siblings is... Mm-hmm. I try to just do stuff anyway, even if it's scary. Like, so uh, example, we go out, share the gospel sometimes and we just talk to people, you know, Yeah. we share tracks with people and it's like, Mm -hmm. this is weird. People don't (laughs) do this. Very. um, Yeah. I feel like it's weird. It can be hard to do that kind of stuff. Like one thing I feel is that I'm glad I have like youth group. I'm glad I have you guys. I'm glad I have a great house, a family, uh, friends, people I know that I can actually share this with and let it off. But I need to know that I'm going to have to stand up for it with people I know that don't think about it someday. Yeah. And you're, you're entering a school it's not a Christian school. Nobody's Mm-mm. presumed to be a Christian, right? Yeah, I've seen cases like I, I can I can notice like when I think kids know God and they like they know him. Like I've heard kids say like they go to church. They um, yeah, like they go to church or they love God. But you need to get more intentional with them if you hear that, like sure. grow gospel friendships. OK, so be intentional about connecting with other believers. Mm hmm. So that you have reinforcement because that helps with the fear is when there's more people. That's why in the gospels, Jesus sends the disciples out to evangelize essentially Mm -hmm. two by two. He doesn't send them singular, just one on one to one because it's so helpful to have reinforcement, to have people who are with you in it. Amen. So maybe one thing you can do is when you're going to have lunch and you want to pray before your meal. You ask somebody else, you know, they say they are a Christian or go to church. Just say, hey, I'm going to pray. You want to pray with me? We'll just pray over our meal because we believe in Jesus. Yeah. What do you think about that? Huh. Two different things. One, very good. Wish I could. That's it. (laughs) Well, so you have the spirit of God, so you can, but it's still scary, right? Yeah. It's like a weight falls on me. Like, oh no, I'm stuck. What do I do? Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, paralysis by analysis. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this is one of those things where when you're in your school and you're like, hey, I want to encourage these people. How can I do it? There are some things like a lot of times with the spirit of God, it's just just do. Just Stop do. overthinking of it. Just do it. And to be honest, like when we evangelize a lot of times, it's never nearly as bad as I think it's going to be. A lot of the reactions are really good reactions. So a lot of times we have this nuclear fallout idea about (laughs) what might happen, Yeah, but it's not actually that bad. You just start assuming things like you don't know what you're going to, you weren't what you're going to control and what you can't. So you just think, Oh no, I better, I better slow down, but no, God wants you to keep running the race. 
respect for that. Yeah. And that's one way. I mean, I would say that's kind of the base level for you because praying at lunch is easier than like taking gospel tracks and sharing them with all your friends there. Yeah, very. If you want to take a stair step approach, like, okay, I'm not bold enough to share a bunch of gospel tracks yet. God will get me there. But first, <laughs> yeah, let me just start praying at lunch where people can see me. And I'm going to just pray, be with Jesus, make it about me and God, not about anything else. If people make fun of me, they make fun of me. Yeah. I mean, like start doing things like if you're in public school, I know most people like kids nowadays that are in the gospel. I know that like that are homeschooled, but there's still ways you can share with that, like with kids, you know, that go to public school and you can just find ways to like, hey, like make drawings, do something that stands out for them. Mm, Drawings. Like that's something I do. I love to draw things like that. So like how we've talked before, like try and find ways to use that to get others motivated and interested that you can actually share it. That's so good. So like maybe a practical approach, you're at school and instead of being on your phone on your break, you got your notepad and you're drawing a cross. Exactly. Or you're drawing something, a picture from a verse that you read, like you're drawing an illustration of it. Yeah, definitely. And make it where people can see it, you know, like not maybe not throw it up on the school billboard or whatever, but like you're drawing (laughs) and people can see you're drawing. Oh, what's that? And that's what you're trying to make part of what you do. Some Another way we do that with the gospel is the three circles. Yeah, definitely. That one. Yeah. So... You know about, you, you, do you have one on your phone, Jason? Yeah, I have one. The three circles is a picture way to share the gospel. And, and yeah. we have a sticker on our back of our phone so people can see it and say, what's that? Yeah, exactly what you want the reaction to be. So just coming up with creative ways to like, let me show people that I love Jesus and live by example. And in some ways, stair step up and maybe, you know, next month or week or year, God will say like, okay, now it's time to share gospel tracks with everybody. Or I want you to share the gospel with this specific person, this friend in your life. Say, Hey, can I come hang out your house and go share with them there or share with them at school? If you have an open window, like ask God for windows and do things that makes it clear you're different. Yeah, exactly. Like another effective way you've told me about is how like pray for opportunities to show the gospel. Like you told me, like when I was on our choir trip with you helping you prayed for an opportunity. Teenagers came up to you and actually started letting it out. Like, and you actually got to help them. Like you just asked for an opportunity. Bam. Yeah, that's funny. So for some context, I was homeschooled all the way up. And Mm -hmm. so when my kids went to public school, I'm like, all right, Lord, let's, let's figure this out, you know? And the Lord convicted me, like, don't be negative about it or anything cast vision for what I want to do there for your kids and encourage them. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So we started praying into it for us to have opportunities for me to have opportunities with them at school functions and stuff. And we had a few situations where like my daughter and my middle son, Waylon would share some tracks, gospel tracks at school and things like that. And so, but with uh, the junior high, I was like, man, Lord, I'm not seeing the inroads. Where can I get involved? And God opened an opportunity with Jason's choir. Do you want to tell him about that? Yeah. So I love to sing. So I joined the choir, especially like in middle school. So I've been doing that and we get to go on trips most of the time. So like we went to, um, what's it called? 
dang it, blackout. Um, Kima. Kima. We went to Kima Boardwalk and we stopped at a little Starbucks there. And me and my friends were there. So we went to go do something. My dad here, he stayed there and tried to pray for like some opportunities or just doing something like he prayed already. And some teenagers came up to him, apparently, and just sat down and started talking about that kind of stuff. And he got to actually share more with them. Yeah, it was one of the craziest. So me and Jason had prayed before we went in asking the Lord for opportunities with his his classmates and everything. So I sat down at the Starbucks. They were hanging out somewhere else. And I'm just like, just sit down here. And these teenagers sat down and started just sharing all their deepest, darkest secrets with me without Dang. me even asking. That's amazing. And I just said, hey, um, you need the Lord. And yeah. I shared the gospel with them. And I shared they needed to to f- change things in their life. And um, and they were really encouraged by that, I believe. And yeah. But that was not the only thing. We went mm. to the same Starbucks later in the day. Do you remember with yeah. you and your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah. what happened? Um, with them specifically? Yeah, with them. Yeah, um, we uh, we went there and we found that they actually, we started got, getting an opportunity to talk with them and have like story time. So we talked about like the prodigal son and we started like sharing more. And we found out they some of them actually go to church. Like I know I can know they go to church, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're actually in like investing in it, hmm. but they, yeah, I'm amazed that we actually get to do that and like be part of that. Yeah. So God opened an opportunity cause we asked. Exactly. And, um, the, the funny thing was the opening was one of the kids said, Oh man, all my money's gone. I spent all my money, uh, on other <laughs> yeah, guys. Right. Dang. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's the prodigal son. That's what the prodigal son did. Uh-huh. With his father's fortune. And I'm like, can I tell you guys the story? They're like, sure. So I tell them the story of the prodigal son. And uh, so that's it. The prodigal son is the gospel. That's what the story is. Yeah, definitely. So we shared the gospel with them. And Jason got to know a little bit more about those guys. And um, so it, it's possible. We just need to be asking and looking for opportunities. And it does take some boldness. It takes some courage. A lot. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like I'm an adult. I've been through a lot of life. It doesn't make me a lot smarter than my son. He's a lot smarter than me in a lot of ways. And, oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like I feel, I feel like I, when I see that, I feel like I want to go dig a hole and hop in it and stay there. <laughs> but no. But to be totally fair, like at his age, I was not nearly as mature or bold as he is. And mm. I've had a lot of life experience and a lot of more time with God to try to develop and grow than he has. And, but he, he wants it. And that's what we want to see in our young people is they just want it and they're asking for it. And God's going to, he's going to start to bring the boldness. It, it, he's going to do that more and more for you. So yeah. Just keep pressing in, asking him. He will give it to you. And so. Definitely. Next question. Next question. Okay. So what is the most impactful scripture for you? Most impactful scripture. So I am not as wise as my dad about the Bible. I have not read it like three times in my lifetime. I have not. I don't know a lot of scripture that could like hit me. But one thing that really helps me that I've heard is one of my favorite verses, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. 
The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. It just helps me. Like, it can be a reminder sometimes. So whatever I'm doing, it can be a reminder sometimes. Like, I haven't thought about it, but it can be a reminder. Like, what you need to do, like, what you can do, like, for others, and what is something, like, how we can get back with God, like, have self-control, have patience, have love, caring to others. Mm. Like you got, you got to be able to know that. And the power is not in you, no. but the power is in the spirit, the spirit, right? Yeah. In people that seem to be unbelieving friends or who are not very active with the Lord seemingly, do you see those fruits in them? Sometimes like I started going to school and I thought, man, there's going to be a lot of punks, aren't there? So I thought that I was going to be like the quiet kid who never got any attention or anything. And I was okay with that because I didn't think anyone was going to be nice. But then I got in and even though they didn't believe, they still like came to me. Like if I was doing something or if I needed something or something happened, like I have a kind of like a sour looking face normally sometimes so like they'll they'll take the time to ask me hey what's wrong you okay you good man like like involving me like bringing me in and i thought that was great like man now you just need jesus sure sure so like that i mean there can be a niceness in the world for sure yeah which is it's good it's it's good to have friends the good thing about that is when people are like that that don't know the lord Hopefully they're going to be more open to talk about it. Exactly. And not just be like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, definitely. So like with, with your friends, that poses a unique opportunity where they're probably not going to like yell at you and say, you know, or be mean about it if you say something about it. And they're less likely to say you're just weird. Yeah. That's what you feel like it's going to happen, but it doesn't really, that's not usually what's going to happen. And like you said, when we talked to them a little bit, you started to realize, oh, some of these guys go to church. Mm-hmm. Some of them are at least believers in name, and maybe they just need encouragement to pursue the Lord more. Yeah. So if you like say, I'm resolved every day before I eat lunch, I'm going to pray and everybody's going to see it. Definitely. Some of those guys who say they're believers will be convicted by that. Say, oh, yeah, we do need to do that. Yeah. So, but somebody's got to be the one who starts it. Mm. As, and I'm guessing you're meaning me. Uh, well, as scary as that is, somebody's got to start. Someone has to. Someone has to. and Or else it's never going to start. To be clear, I want you to know something. I would not love you less at all if you're not the one who starts it. God's not going to love you less because you're not the one who starts it if, if you're not. And so don't feel like, all of, of God's love is like pent up in this. If you perform it, then he will love you. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That's false. God loves you. Yeah. And he cares about you right now. And he, he understands and cares about the fact that it's scary. Mm. So he's with you in it. The reason he asks you to do it is because he knows that it's going to be such a blessing to you when you actually do it. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I'm glad I have such great people in my life. (laughs) And actually, like I've had chances recently to actually, I've told you about this, actually to get more attention about it because like going to youth group camp, youth camp and like high schoolers from my youth group, like talked to me and actually took time to tell me about like at the high school 
how you can actually start doing that and what some gave me some advice. And I was really thankful for that. That's so awesome. Do you remember the advice? One of them told me that he was told by his parents, like, you need to be ready to stand alone. Cause like they were going from like homeschool into high school for public high school. And you need to be ready to stand alone in your faith if you need to. And another kid told me that kids, like how I was saying, they're not going to be really mean about it. Like they'll, they'll take the time to actually hear you out. And like he told me some of the, some of the guys there that he knows like are really nice. They'll, they'll hear you out, but you just got to be ready to like be ready for that kind of stuff. That's so good. That's so good. And be okay with the awkward or the weird. Be okay with it. Go, you know what? I'm sharing Jesus and if that's weird, who cares? (laughs) Right. Right. I I even have this, you know, with, with other believers sometimes in certain things and other believers have had it with me in seasons where I don't understand something the Lord wants to do. And that's clearly scriptural, but I just don't understand it. And it feels Uh weird because it's new and it's, it's different. And I'm trying to do grow and stretch and grow. And that's uh, in the Bible, it calls it pruning. It says that, that God prunes us. Uh, do you know what pruning is? Pruning. I've heard it. I think pruning is like where you cut off, um, certain branches of a tree, uh, yeah. to like make them grow the right way. Yeah, exactly. You know? Instead of having grow all the wrong ways. And so it hurts to get something cut off. Right. Yeah. But definitely. Like, when God starts to cut off things that you don't need that aren't helpful for you mm-hmm. so you can grow the right ways, it's a painful process, but it actually is so awesome when you get to the other side of it. Yeah, you're going to have hardships when you're with Jesus, yeah. but it leads you to the end goal where everything's great. That's true. That's true. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. Definitely. And we'll see you next time. See ya. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button. 